Computer, initialize Holosuite. I'd be happy to respect their wishes. But unfortunately, I have a missing crew and to get back first. Thank you for joining us on the Janeway, the Voyager podcast, where my own personal sky spirit, Suzanne Williamson and I, Liam Smart, look at Voyager episodes to work out whether our favourite captain has approached things in the right way, the wrong way, or the Janeway. So what does someone have to do to be your own personal sky spirit? I don't know. It was the first thing that came okay. into my head. <laughs> okay. What would you do as my own personal sky spirit? I don't know. I guess I could control the weather since they... Isn't that my job? Yeah, but that's your job. So then you wouldn't have to do your job. Hmm. Oh, I get, I'd be like the best met in the world. <laughs> You'll be like, hey, Liam, it's your personal sky spirit. I'm going to give you a drought. And then hail. Because I'm oh. mean like that. No, well, I kind of like hail, though. That's good. We had tornadoes in Australia over the last Ugh, week. Tornadoes are not fun. They look fun, but when I guess they kill people, they're not yeah. fun. But I am coming to America one day, and I am going to go tornado chasing. Okay. And you're coming with me as my personal <laughs> sky spirit. <laughs> Before we get started with the episode today, why not give us a follow on Twitter at the Jane underscore way. That's where we post uh, when we have new episodes that are out. When we get around to recording them. <laughs> And such. No, it's not our fault. <laughs> I know. I know the Sky Spirits knocked out my power the week before. You just sort of forgot. So. <laughs> I just destroyed time zones in my brain. And and to be honest, when you messaged me, I was on a golf course. <laughs> you couldn't put down your golf club and record with me. I had been sitting here Sorry. waiting for like a half an hour. Like, okay, I'm ready. I'm early. This is good. <laughs> nope. I just, I just completely lost track of what week it was. Mm-hmm. I'm really sorry. But yeah, anyway, follow us on Twitter because, you know, we are going to attempt to get back to a proper releasing schedule. Yes. Aren't yes, we? Yes, we are. Good. And when I eventually move to Brisbane, because, you know, I can't seem to stay in one fucking place because I'm back in Melbourne right now, then... The recording schedule will be easier to manage, even though I'll be on shift work. Shift work. I know there's a song like that, but I don't remember what it is. Working eight till six (laughs) on a random day. (laughs) Works choosing. (laughs) That's terrible. If I can move on. We are torturing people right now. (laughs) Speaking of torture, what's the episode? Um, tattoo. I mean, I, I instantly knew that Suzanne would love this episode because it's got Chakotay-centric themes. And unfortunately not Chakotay-centric, but. I know. I was like, oh, is that, is that, is that Beltran butt? <gasps> no, it is not Beltran not. butt. I just want to know why. <laughs> it's just, I mean, he's, he's too good to show us his butt, but that's okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll get it in Prodigy. And animated butt. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I know I said I wanted to see his animated dimples, but the ones on his face, not on on his butt. Do you reckon he has butt dimples? Uh, He's up there in age. I'm sure he does. Do you get dimples when you age? I I honestly don't know. know. I I can confirm I do not have butt dimples. (laughs) Listeners, message me for a pic. <laughs> Whoa. And we're gone already. <laughs> You're the one drinking red wine. I don't have any alcohol on me right now. It's because I forgot my damn beer. I didn't put it in the fridge. Oh, diddums. 
before we start the episode, we should probably just say how good Lower Decks finale was. Oh, I enjoyed God, it. But Captain Freeman, no! I know, those damn pack lids. <gasps> uh, but it was, it was exciting. For those who haven't watched it, shut your ears. <laughs> I just said shut your ear holes. <laughs> Not um, your blowholes. I thought it was good that we got some horny dolphins. Yes, cetacean ops for the win. Frothing over Rutherford. I mean, I don't blame yeah. him. Like, wouldn't he short out if he got in the water, though? I don't know. I mean, he was shorting out oh, anyway, yeah, wasn't was. he? Yeah. And then Prodigy's probably starting when this comes out, depending on how quickly episode. I get it edited. Which Chakotay? Yeah, that- yeah, I can't wait. Be interesting to see how they incorporate Chakotay. I'm of one of those opinions where I'm probably not going to watch it straight up because I've got to get another platform and oh. I've already got lots and I don't have any money to pay for it. So I'm just going to probably wait and then binge it all in a seven-day free trial of Paramount+. Plus. So I'm not even going to be able to talk about it with you. Oh, but that's the problem. Oh, maybe, maybe, I, maybe I will just have to buy it and then cancel. Uh, that's oh, it's so. I mean, it's probably only going to be like twenty bucks or something. We'll see. I'll have okay. a look. We'll, we'll start up a GoFundMe so you can, you can watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Pay for it with our merch that I haven't made yet. <laughs> uh, Damn it! Yes. Uh, so today's episode, yeah, is tattoo. Suzanne loved it. I'm assuming. Yes. I. I was actually okay with it. This is one of the episodes that I've normally skip over because. It's just Chakotay, and I find Chakotay episodes boring, but I guess now at 32, I probably had an appreciation for the calmness of it. I don't know. Okay. Or you just finally, just you know, me. appreciate Chakotay. I'm, I'm still going to be shitting all over the fight when we get to that <sighs> in 2278. By then, your mind may have changed. Oh, God, I'll be fucking ancient. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so imdb they seem to think that this episode was worth 6.2 stars bastards which do you know what is probably okay there's there's a few dodgy bits in this episode i mean we all know the scenario of the fake armenian guy or whatever it is (laughs) the the, uh, fake native american thing um but it was still okay uh, I did find a rather amusing comment, though, in IMDb. <laughs> they actually gave the episode seven stars, and it goes, Doctor to the rescue. The Doctor really was a gem in this series. This is another episode that is mostly remembered because the Hollow Doctor gets a sci-fi equivalent of man flu and thinks he's dying. <laughs> the main story is a bit silly. Not bad, but a bit silly. We are led to believe that these aliens visited Earth 45,000 years ago and then settled on a planet that just happens to be in the path of the only other native from Earth. By the time the whole series ends, Voyager's rewritten everything from Earth, from dinosaurs making spaceships and leaving, which were the Voth, and to the oranges of natives being from space as well. What next? Bill Gates created the Borg? <gasps> that makes total sense. This person should have been on the writing staff of Discovery. <laughs> That's, that's what that person thinks of that. I probably agree with them. It is a little bit far-fetched. Mm, very far-fetched that this sort of happened, but what can you do? Well, I mean, you there's really plenty of far-fetched stuff in all of Star Trek. Oh, uh, well, yeah. There's the seeding of, of yeah. people in... Um, in TNG. Whatever, whatever that... Yeah, that low-grade television show. <laughs> 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 that one with Picard before he was by himself. Oh, yeah, well, TNG is better than actual Picard. I'm hoping season two is better, but let's not go on to that. Also, the last bit of news is old shaddy boy went into space. Yes, yes, he did. I wonder if he shat himself. Uh, Don't they wear Depends or something? Like astronauts wear diapers. Uh, Actually, do you know what? He probably wears diapers in real life, too. I I, I would say at 90, yeah, probably, because... Mm. Plumbing starts to go. <laughs> Has it gone already for you, Suzanne? <laughs> A little bit, but that's because of, of the boy. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Yes. Uh, well, plumbing works fine, listeners. 
Wink, wink. No. <laughs> On that uh, beautiful, Maybe we should start. beautiful note. <laughs> yes. Why not? So we open the episode with Chakotay and Balana sitting on a planet. They're fresh from their passing from last week's episode. Yeah. And uh, nothing's ever spoken about it. Suzanne. I mean, Suzanne. <laughs> Balana. Yes. <laughs> Suzanne hasn't been bashing. Suzanne wishes she was bashing Chicote. No, and Balana's just getting like, oh yeah, no, no, none of this happened. No, not at all. Uh, and they're also on the planet with uh, Tuvok and Neelix. We get some uh, finding out that they're looking for some polypharonide, which is going to be the uh, word of this episode, I think, for the amount of times that they said polypharonide, polypharonide. Polypharonide. And then they find a picture of what's some kind of rune in the sand. Chamuzi. And the pan. And then the pan flute pays. Pays. Play. And then the pan flute plays. And then the pan. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. And then the pan flute plays. Who's drinking red wine? I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm not. I've, I've inhaled enough hand sanitizer, I think. Mmm, yum. Mmm. <laughs> Pan flute plays, and we notice the Chakotay episode with a flashback. Chakotay's now a kid. Oh, baby Chakotay. So cute. It was pretty cute. Not of age, Suzanne, though. No, but when this episode came out, it, yeah, we would have been probably around the same age. He would have been older than me. I'd have been seven. Okay, yeah, so that's that would have also super been deeply weird. Illegal. <laughs> super weird. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Douglas Spain, who did a good job of playing that character. And yeah, he's with uh, Papa Chakotay. Oh, and I love the way Cole Pack says, Chakotay. I know, it's, it's kind of like how they were supposed to say Chakotay yeah. throughout the whole season, I reckon. Uh, but no, that, that sort of fell by the wayside very quickly in season one. <laughs> Took too much time enunciating all of those yeah. letters. Yeah. So this uh, rune in the sand, we find out, is some kind of blessing to the land, an ancient healing thing for the rubber people or something. Every time they say that the, the rubber people are rubber tree people, all I can think about is then, whoops, there goes another Why? rubber tree plant. Uh, it's, I, yeah, <laughs> it's, some weird, <laughs> the rubber- it's some weird song that I, I remember somewhat from childhood whoops there goes another rubber tree plant is that are you singing like the weird noah's art i have no idea what the the hell the animals came in two by two or or the ants i I don't know but it has to do with ants and cutting down a rubber tree plant right well i'm gonna take your word for that um (laughs) okay yeah when I think of rubber tree, I think of those weird tropical trees in far north Queensland that look like they've got dicks coming off of them. Oh, okay then. Yeah, I should send you a photo of those. Um, something about the sky spirits, which is what the native tribe of Chicote's ancestors seem to worship. Is worship the right word? A uh, whole revere, hold in high status. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably the better way for it, yeah. Um, but yeah, little Chicote doesn't believe anything. Doesn't have a bar it's of it. Because he's contrary. It's all mumbo jumbo. Yes, he's got the contrary ability that some Pokemon seem to have. Mm-hmm. So current Chicote says, "Oh, we're back on the planet now." And current Chicote says that it's a blessing. And Tubok is like, "Uh, okay." okay. <laughs> if you say so, bro. I can't can't see your logic in this one, man. Like, what do you want? Have you been smoking some of that stones again? <laughs> and then that's the end of our cold open. Did that intrigue you enough to come back for more? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like most episodes of Star Trek Voyager? Oh, that's not fair. No, it brought me back for more because I wanted more baby Chicote. Anytime I can get more okay. Chicote backstory, I will take it. Okay. All right. Well, at least it's a decent backstory yeah. compared to I like Mars missions. <laughs> yeah. After the credits, we're back on the ship and we're in sick bay. This is a scene that Robert Picardo suggested to 
the writers of the mm-hmm. show thought it would be an interesting way to get the doc sort of offside with viewers, you know, picking on someone who's in pain because of a pregnancy. So Doc and Kess were with Ensign Wildman. She was in pain and the doctor's just like, oh, for fuck's sake, everyone else has been pregnant. Get a fucking grip, <laughs> essentially. So in Kess's face is like, you what? You're a monster. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the point where we find out that the doctor has never been sick. And then we know something's going to happen here. You can see that little beady thought in his mm-hmm. program. Because he's just a program. He doesn't have a life. Or does he? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, down in some, I think it's quarters. I can't tell if it was Janeway's quarters or a ready room. I couldn't room tell either. I think it might have been Chakotay's because there was some weird stuff on the walls. Okay, maybe. Or maybe, maybe it was... The sh- maybe it was the captain's yacht. Maybe that's what they Ooh, use the captain's. That's yacht for. where they hook up. But, yeah, that's uh-huh. like that's the that's the actual sex. <laughs> so Chicote was saying that uh, sort of something about Central American people, which I'm guessing is where his tribe originally hailed from, um, tries to explain to Janeway about he knows this from tracking the tribe origins with his mm-hmm. father many many years ago. The entire time they're having this conversation, she is once again staring at his lips. The is whole she? time. And what does that signify? She wants more. She wants to find out where his runes lie. <laughs> show him a. I'll show you my ancient healing rune of the Janeway clan. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've, I'm very tired. <laughs> so, so she shows he shows Janeway the pictures of the runes and says something about it. And Janeway's like, do you have any theories? Do you have any science that could intrigue me? Is there me? any science? <laughs> is there any scientific basis for this? <laughs> Starts explaining the ancient myth that the sky spirits created the rubber people. I have written down something about evolution and Adam and Eve. I don't know why. Oh, uh, because uh, he says something that you don't believe that all humans were created from Adam and Eve. And just like, no. Uh, okay, sure. I mean, I think it was a pretty interesting comment to put mm-hmm. in there. I think I remember, I think I wrote it down when I watched it. Listeners, I haven't watched this episode for uh, like a week and a half. <laughs> Because of the damn Sky Spirit stopping us from recording. Uh, but yeah, so I thought that was a brave comment to put in there at the time. Just because, you know, what Americans are like. Uh, yes. And we still are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Janeway suggests going after it. Like, why going after and trying to find out? And she's like, well, we got to find out and we're here to explore, aren't we? Even though Chakotay's like, it's not fair for me to go and try and find out things about my own... Uh, she's like anything for you, boo. Yeah. So this is a decision. Yes. Here, like, is it the right thing to it, do? Well, it, I mean, they might find some polyferronite. They might. There's, that's and yeah, it'll you might. know it's something nice to do for Chakotay because I'm sure he just did something nice for her. Maybe in the back, <laughs> maybe in the back of his head, or maybe in the back of her head, she was like. Mm, you haven't had anything interesting to do for a while. Let's go. <laughs> Since last week. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. Is it? It's there's no science. No, in but it's something nice for someone in her crew. So right way. No, Jane way. It's it's You're not right? the right way. The right way is to stay on course. Get the fuck home. But they need to get some polypharanide. Yeah, and there might be some on a planet right in their path instead of diverting. Mm, I guess, yeah. All right. We'll go Janeway. She's just doing it for the chakote. Chakote. She's just doing it for the chak. That's what she's doing. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to get a chak up in her cap after this, I tell you. Don't spit out your wine, Suzanne. (laughs) All right, so the next bit, I've written down that Warp took them here. I don't quite understand why, um, but I feel like they found some signature and that they must have had some Warp trail that they were looking after. Again, I don't actually remember. Uh, but Jane Maid looks displeased because they were like, oh, there's no one here. 
but Harry seems to find some kind of source of power or something, but they manage to find polyfarinide. Oh, there's that word again. Whoop, 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 whoop. That's awfully convenient, isn't it? And Janeway's like, thank fuck for that, because I needed some excuse to come to this planet other than sex. <laughs> no, you don't. You really don't. So she doesn't really want to disturb the natives, which is a... That's a, just good, kind of like a good thing. Call. Yes. That's a good thing. That's I'm a going right to say that's way. the right way. Yes. Well done, Captain. You've done something good for once. Uh, but she also just wants her rocks. I thought she wanted to get her rocks off. She does. She wants the rocks and the cocks. That's what she wants. Rocks and cocks. No, just one. Just one in particular. So Chakotay goes back down and takes Tuvok and Neelix. And they made a big show of wanting Neelix down there. I guess so they could bond Tuvok and Neelix over orchids. Oh, okay. Sure. (laughs) In the transporter room, Balana's there. She's like, we can't lock on. There's an electrical storm forming. Every time we try and make a like a connection to the ground or whatever, an electrical storm forms. I'm like, oh, well, clearly something's going on there. But also it means that they have to take a shuttle down. Oh, look, Voyager can't transport. Oh, Chakotay's going to pilot a shuttle. Will they get it back? Well, precedent seems to suggest not. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in the shuttle. For some reason, Balana's now with them. Don't quite understand why, but she just went and where She wanted the science. She was like, yeah, but she, at least she's the engineer. Yeah. She had nothing else to do. True. When they're in the shuttle, storms appear. So storms are appearing again. Chicote then has another flashback. They're in the rain. Doesn't understand why the sky spirits have come to Earth or whatever and to do what they did. He was just being a moody teenager, a total jackass. He was. I felt bad for Cold Pack. He was. And he's just like, the father just wants to bomb with you, man. Come mm-hmm. on. And I mean, they're the kind of things that when you're a 15-year-old, you're like, Dad, really? Do I have to go? Really? Ugh. It's like, oh. But then when you get to like your 30s, you're like, that was actually kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we get that funny comment of, sorry, Sky Spirits, I'll never make friends with bugs. Maybe that's <laughs> why they keep biting you. It's like, oh, this was cheesy, but also quite funny. And then he's like, does that whole stupid teenager kind of like, you don't understand me. You don't understand. Oh, God, why are you such a bad parent? (laughs) Just let me do what I want. (laughs) And I just like, get a a grip, man. So we're in the shuttle um, again. They're trying to land it. And then Chakotay sees that man in the sky. Yeah, that was just weird. It's like. What was that all about? What was the point of that? Like a giant man is going to scare somebody off from landing on the planet. It's like, look at me, I'm an imposing Uh, man. Do not land your shuttle. (laughs) It's like, no, it's not going to stop it. If anything, it's going to be like, what's this? This is weird. I must investigate. I'm surprised Jakota didn't say anything, though, at the time. I think it's so people wouldn't look at him weird like... Chakotay's gone crazy. He's seeing people outside of the shuttlecraft. Oh, maybe. Maybe he has a bit more It's like the Twilight Zone episode. Don't call attention Mm. to the thing you see outside the airplane window, because people will just think you're crazy. Okay. Talking about airplane windows, I watched some really random Belgian-French thing on Netflix called Into the Night. What is this? And it's like... Where the, where the sun puts out, like, really high-powered gamma rays and kills people and irradiates them. So they were on this plane going around the planet <laughs> to stay in the dark. It was very, very weird, but also I was really quite intrigued by I it. I must check this out. Yes, it's called Into the Night. Okay. Now I'm watching Squid Game. Yeah. Unsure about no, it. Have you seen it? A lot of people I'm, I'm are like either three. really like it or like, meh, it's all right. Mm. Yeah. At the moment, I'm like, eh, it's okay. Mm. But also, I'm interested to see where it goes. In sick bay again, uh, Kess sort of activates the doctor and he goes, please take the nature of the medical emergency. And they talk about how he didn't want to do that um, and gave him the option not mm-hmm. to, but he sort of felt awkward. Yeah, what what else like would you say? Kind of like when you're having a photo and you don't know what to do with your hands. Yeah, it's like, ha, you're injured. Oh, what well, is he supposed to say? To my... Hey, what do you want? 
It's like, sup, dude. <laughs> Been to the gym again, working <laughs> out. <laughs> oh, wait, no, he only says that to that whatever <sighs> character. And then he sneezes. Oh, no. What's wrong with you, doctor? He gave himself a 29-hour Lividian flu, which I think is pretty funny like i thought that was a cool idea and i want to know really does the lividian flu really only last 29 hours i mean imagine i think i mean you know like how when people say you got a 24 hour bug like a stomach Mm -hmm. bug i think it's not like hey it's 28 (laughs) hours and 42 time this shit (laughs) seconds (laughs) you'll be okay in five four three two one I like how he has this whiny, cranky attitude because when Kim walks in and says he doesn't feel good, he's like, not all of us do, Kim. God. Yeah, total man sickness. Mm Mm-hmm. Down on the planet, meanwhile, we're in a rainforest, which is kind of nice. Yes. I've I've written down Vulcan boy likes his Vulcan organs and so does Neelix. But Neelix eats them. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of funny how um, Neelix decides that he likes them to cook and Tupac's like, I raise prized orchids and I put them in a show. He's something that's what he did. Something like that. It's a bit weird. Kind of nice because they did, they did sort of keep the orchid theme then throughout the entirety of yeah. the show, like the Voyager's run. Then we get some science talk about some polypharonide from Balana and then Chakotay sees a hawk. Ah, yeah, the hawk. <laughs> oh my god, you, what was that? What was that? I mean, I know I make some weird noises, Suzanne, but it, ooh. I was trying to make a hawk noise, it did not come out right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the hawk. You like the hawk. Cool. We have another flashback. Chicote says that he wants to join Starfleet. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> wants to leave the tribe, and then um, Hikaru Sulu will sponsor him into he the academy. He didn't say Hikaru Sulu. He just said Captain Sulu. Yeah, you, I we mean... Can't, we oh. cannot assume that that is the only Sulu. I suppose we can't assume that. And wouldn't Sulu be he dead He would be then? super old. Now, I suppose they do live to like a hundred and... I know, but for him to still be a captain at that point, that would be kind of sad. Mm. Yeah, okay. Let's just say it's... Mr. Sulu's sexy, sexy son. It could be another Sulu, not even related. No, 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 no. It's Star Trek. Nobody has no, the no, same no, last name. No, 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 because there's been other Admiral Parises that weren't related to Tom Paris. Well, then. Yeah. When? And I want to say it's it was either 2009 Trek or... Uh, Is this the one that... Um, oh, I can't, I can gosh, never, sure I can I never say her name, but I... Adore her. I know. I want her back in Star Trek as an actual proper yes. role, even though she's like synonymous with the Expanse yes. now. But that's the, the lady, the actress who played Avasarala. Yes, she was an yes. Admiral Paris. I love her so much. Okay, well, she should come back and play a proper character in yes, Star she Trek. Should. Uh, so, Daddy Chak doesn't like that idea. He's like, "Oh, can't leave the tribe. It's all about science." Blah blah blah. <laughs> Whereas Baby Chak was like, you live in the past. And then they find something in the forest. It was like some kind of structure. Meanwhile, on the planet, (laughs) Neelix finds something and then makes noises. I had to laugh at this point, but I really shouldn't have. But seriously, Neelix cannot be by himself on a planet. You cannot (laughs) let this happen because somebody's either going to take his lungs or a hawk's going to try and take his eyeball. (laughs) It is It is kind of funny how, like, he just is so useless at looking after himself. Yet, way back in the episode where he was having a kid, he wanted to teach survival skills. <laughs> survival skills, but I cannot hold on to my lungs and animals attack my eyeballs. <laughs> no joke, though. Do you have animals that attack eyeballs in America? Oh, some birds do. Like yeah. birds? Oh, because here, are magpies are... Really? See, we have them from magpies here. Magpies are terrifying. Yeah. They swoop at you. They attack you, when, especially when it's magpie season. And it's magpie season now. So I'm sort of scared to go into reserves because they could be like, oh, I've got to take your eyes. Yeah, I read that story that happened 
would say in the last few months, lady carrying her baby, magpies came after them and she fell and kind of crushed the baby. Squished. Yeah. Yep. Magpies. They're scary fuckers. Maybe that was the inspiration for the birds. Oh, maybe Neelix is secretly Australian. Could be. And birds are drawn to his eyes. I don't know. You better hear first. <laughs> They're rather tasty. And if that's the case, I'd like to say de-citizenship needs. <laughs> <laughs> we also get, like, some flashes of, like, faces that Chakotay sees in some kind of subliminal messaging show or whatever. Meanwhile, Tuvok finds a structure on their planet, too. Yes. So it sort of has the flashbacks running concurrently with the real life thing, which is kind of cool because it sort of shows the story before the story happens. Mm -hmm. But it's like, how will this occur on the planet compared to what Chakotay's flashbacks are? Meanwhile, on the bridge, they're talking about bombarding the crust with anti-Thoron radiation. Bombardment. Why were they bombarding it? I don't remember. (laughs) But I thought of the the PE teacher in The Simpsons that was obsessed with the game Bombardment. Oh, Bombardment. (laughs) (laughs) Also... I can't remember if it was Janeway that was saying this to bombard the planet. Oh, yeah. So she wanted to decontaminate some of the rocks or the planets or something so they can get the polypharonide mm-hmm. by bombarding the crust with anti-thorum radiation. <laughs> but surely if she bombarded the crust with anti-thorum radiation, she'll fuck up everything else in the planet. Yeah, and she was not wanting to do that. So something changed in her mind. I guess she was just tired of waiting. Like, this is taking too long. Yeah, and, and he was and he was like, oh, we should wait and get permission. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yes, okay. So then this is where Chakotay, I think, brings up the fact that he's seeing images of random people. And even Tuvok was like, with his telepathic dousing device, was like, no, I can't, can't, can't detect anything here. <laughs> it's all in your head. Mm-hmm. And then Chakotay's like, disarm. And then we had that little argument between Tuvok and Chakotay mm-hmm. where Tuvok's like, I will note this in my logs. Which I can understand. I mean, from a security standpoint, that is not the best thing to do. Not at all. No, and, and we all know Tuvok is the master of all logic, yes. isn't he? Meanwhile, in the flashbacks thing, uh, they also lay down their weapons and the rubber people come out. Ooh, and they're all in like their open shirts with their bodies hanging out. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, yeah. Yeah, what was with that? It's like, I why? It looked like they were oiled up as well. <laughs> so they sort of try and be a little unscary towards the rubber people so that the rubber people start talking. And it turns out that their language is the same. It's the ancestral language of the rubber people mm-hmm. that somehow Colapac knows. That Chakotay didn't bother to learn. No. That's kind of like how people don't bother to learn the language of their parents if they live in a country where it's not really spoken. Mm-hmm. And I mean, realistically, that's rife all across Australia where we're losing native languages left, right and centre. Really? And like the First Nations people of Australia, there's like hundreds. Mm-hmm. I think there's like a good two or three hundred languages or something that used to be spoken. And now it's only like the main ones like Ghana and all of that that sort of stick around. But... They should sort of try teaching that at school because I feel like if you learn some indigenous language, that's kind of kind of a neat idea. Yeah. I'm also a very big proponent of renaming all these major areas with their original names. They're maybe not their original names, but do what they do in New Zealand, where it's like the English name or the Maori name, mm-hmm. and then the other one. And they do it in some places because, like in Adelaide, Victoria Square is also known in like public transport as like. Terrible pronunciation, but Tandanyanga. Um, I'm sort of, I'm very bad at pronouncing it. Really but cool. I feel like we should do that. It should be like Melbourne and then the Wurundjeri name mm-hmm. for it and Adelaide and the Ghana name for it. But anyway, that's just my personal gripe. Anyone can disagree with me, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They're wrong. So the rubber dudes lay down their weapons because they realize they're of the same hand or cloth or skin. Shamuzi. Or whatever he said. The <laughs> Chamuzi and the Jacuzzi. Oh, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Back on the planet, Chakotay is trying to basically emulate that whole scenario mm-hmm. because he seems to remember that that worked. Then the wind gets up, even though there were no meteorological conditions showing it. This is now getting my Met juices flowing, <laughs> I tell you, with all this weather stuff. Those sky spirits. Mm-hmm. 
trying to run back to the shuttle, but they can't. And yet Chakotay sees someone and a tree falls on him. As usually happens. And then there's an emergency beam out. At this point, I was like, how the fuck? You couldn't beam down? How can you beam back up I have that written down too. That and Mm. why did his comm badge fall off so freaking easily? Why why do you have to wear a comm badge to beam you up? I feel like, and especially when the comm badge is held on by a bit of Doesn't Velcro. Doesn't a better lock on you somehow? I don't know. Didn't Balana do a, like, a skeletal lock at some point? <laughs> the show? Yes. I'm going to do a skeletal lock. Oh, what? Like, I feel like that would have been... Nobody can do that. <laughs> but yeah, so that was sort of annoying, but I do appreciate how they fixed that up later. On the bridge... Balana and Tuvok are back. Janeway's like, what? You left him Where's my boo? (laughs) (laughs) The only reason I went him to go down there is so I could get him back and bone him. (laughs) So Janeway's like, that's it. I'm going. She's going down. And so is that a decision where she's like, that's it. I'm going straight away. Yeah, because she has to go get her boo. Mm -hmm. That's a Janeway. Is that... That's a Janeway. Yeah. All right, cool. Because <laughs> she's just thinking of one person and one person only at that point. Her vagina. <gasps> Meanwhile, like, the doctor calls up sounding absolutely terrible. <laughs> and Janeway's like, is something wrong? Perhaps we shouldn't have let you have this experiment go on. Yeah, like you're going to stop the doctor from doing something. Is the agreement to run the experiment a decision as well? I don't think he asked permission. I think he just did this. It makes it sound like he did. But I don't think he would have. I think she just found out about it and didn't put a stop to it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, okay. Well, he's not putting a stop to a decision. Oh, most definitely. And is that a wrong way? I think it's a right way. Oh, Because damn it, he needs to learn some empathy. And she's like, yeah, this might do it. But also he's the only doctor on the ship. And they didn't know what would happen to his programming. They never know what's going to happen to his programming, and they do tons of shit with him. <laughs> Here, go on the holodeck and save Ensign Kim. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Mm, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I can see that. All right. Okay. I will put that as the right way. I'll give you that one. <laughs> so it turns out that the flu is going on a lot longer than it's been thirty hours. Oh no! It's been it's been more than a few minutes, uh, and then it, and then we find out that Kess actually extended it, which that I was thought was a fucking, fucking awesome, amazing play by so Kess. So cool! <laughs> Just again, Kess, Kess being the god that she actually is. Yeah. Meanwhile, down on the planet, Chakotay is under the tree. He's stuck. And he tries to get himself out, and which he does, and starts wandering around looking at the structure. Mm-hmm. And then we get a flashback again. Where all the clothes are trying to be taken <laughs> off of them. And they've got these three women around this 15-year-old boy going, Oh, yeah, take these clothes nope. off. And no, like, and he pulls it his <laughs> leather vest. Nope. It's, it's like, mm, mate, I feel like this is your chance. Yeah, yeah, but your dad's watching, so you probably don't want to. Because that'd be super weird. Yeah. Or maybe he had one of those like involuntary boner things that you get sometimes. <laughs> and that's why he was like, No, don't take off my clothes. It's like I have to hold this folder I don't want to in front show of up me. Anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I'd have just been like, "Yeah, sure, go for it." <laughs> it's like, turn around, Dad. This is my time to start. <laughs> Watch and learn, old man. You want to- Watch and learn. You wanted me to join the tribe. <laughs> I am joining the tribe. Literally. Yeah. So then, uh, Papa Chuck is getting like a sort of. Tattoo put on his mm-hmm. face by the uh, the, main, the, the ancient the other people dude. tribe. And then we get that point of the episode, Suzanne, <gasps> that you probably got your involuntary boner. Until I found out the truth. Got- yeah. <laughs> Bastards. I was like, whoa, whoa, naked Chakotay. I don't remember this being in this episode. Seriously, why have a butt double? Why? I t- Show me the Beltran <laughs> booty. I want it, and I want it oh. now. Show me the Beltran booty. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, yeah, honestly, like, imagine putting out the casting call, like, <laughs> putting out the casting call and being like, so we need a butt double. Anybody want a butt double for Robert Beltran? 
I mean, look, it's just a butt. I suppose in the 90s, people were a lot more prudish, but it's just a and butt. And you don't even see that much of it. It's like upper crack. That's it. I mean, nowadays, it would be like, just whip the dick out. Like, yeah. A lot of people a lot of people just show everything and they don't really have that much of a- We're looking at you, lower decks. <laughs> oh, gosh. That was, that was a scene, wasn't was it? Insane. I mean, on your, on your Amazon, do you have- it, <laughs> Is it all filtered out? It's a black box. It's a black box. I was going to say, like, is this is this just my Amazon filter? Because it filters out all the swear words as well. Aww, it beeps them. That's sad. I'm like, mm. So I just wondered whether it is my prudish Amazon Prime. <laughs> mm, okay. That was so amazing. I can't wait for people to cosplay the black box. Because you know someone will. Oh, Lord. <laughs> please, <laughs> if you ever see someone cosplay that black box, please tweet it to at the Jane underscore way. <laughs> Also, ask them to be without the black box. I would not mind. <laughs> Just don't send me pictures of holes, because that's not as attractive as people think it is. No. Ew. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was a big dis- that was a good thing and a bit of a disappointment when we realised it wasn't Chakotay. Yeah. In the transporter room, they can't beam down again. Oh, but they just beam we them just up. We just beamed up. Yeah. Well, at least we get like a a um fix on the plot hole. And it turns out that, oh, logic seems to dictate that you can't go down, but you can come up. <laughs> that wasn't meant to be giggle-worthy. That was, that was me just pointing out things. Okay. I mean, if you're talking about it, you go down and up, down and up, down <laughs> up and, and up. Up and down, up and down, yes. <laughs> Gotta go down to go up. Mm-hmm. Since we can't beam, what are we going to do? She's got to get her chicote. So once Tuvok says that um, this is what's happening, mm-hmm. they don't want us to come down, but they want to come up. She's like, I would love to respect their wishes, but I have a captain. No, I have a crew member to save. Crew member, my ass. You have a chocolate. Mm-hmm. Well, she's, uh, again, talking with her vagina. <laughs> so is that a Janeway to, have, is, to go and land the sh- decide to land the ship? Oh, uh, yeah, because she's like, fuck this. We're landing this damn thing. And why did they not call a blue alert? Oh. <gasps> They didn't. No, that bugged me. I'm like, excuse me, you're just going to start landing with no blue alert. How would people know they're I landing? Know. Oh, that's that's the fucking wrong way in itself. <laughs> Not calling the blue alert. Damn it, Tom. And um, so Tom is all like, uh, okay. And then I started singing It's Raining Men at this point of the episode, <laughs> I remember, because they found that there's monsoon conditions. And I'm like, mm, okay. Don't agree with this. Um, but then they're like, barometer's getting low, according to all sources. Uh-huh. I went somewhere different when <laughs> when they were saying cyclone. When were you going? I was going with, it's not a Sharknado, it's a Voyager NATO. <laughs> Could you imagine if there were also sharks in it? Right? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Or across... <laughs> <laughs> a Sharknado Voyager crossover. <laughs> Why not? They made a shark to puss movie. This could happen. They made Love Angela as well. I really need to see Love Angela. I have not seen that. I'm fairly sure it's Love Angela. I will. I will. Love Angela. Yep, it's Love Angela. Is it Love Angela? What, what is it across between? It's lava with tarantulas. They would burn up. An ancient volcano erupts in Santa Monica. Spewing out gigantic fire-breathing spiders fire- that wreak havoc on LA. Nice fire-breathing. <laughs> I still think they would burn up. I feel like, oh, I feel like I need to watch that. I mean, honestly, a shark puss wouldn't work either, but still, it was pretty cool. And that also sounds terrifying. <laughs> kind of like that manatee with legs or whatever it was <laughs> that we were talking about in that episode <laughs> with Kowalski. Oh, Lord. I forgot about that. Cursed. Down on the planet, Chakotay gets in his onesie and sees the cave with lightning stopping it. Who zipped him up? Maybe he's just talented, Suzanne. There is no way in hell he would have been able to do that without having like a long string hooked up to that zipper. Maybe the Sky Spirits did it with a very, very well-timed tornado. (laughs) Like a very thin tornado, tornado that was like a little dust devil. You just zipped it up. Yes. 
sorted. Plot hole fixed. On the bridge, we got some severe shaky turbulence going on right now. So much so that I was getting seasick watching them. Turns out the initial dampeners are offline and they're stuck in a cyclone. I mean, sure, they can easily get out of that. They can fucking do warp across the planet. But they haven't. How they, they have no in. inertial dampers. They're inertial. Yeah, but damp- they still got. I can't say the word. They still got impulse. They can, like, I don't understand how they can get stuck in a cyclone. They're not that bad. Because they fly planes through cyclones I now. Know, but they're also stuck in the planet's gravity, and they're going fast. It's a trifecta of things affecting them, and don't try and science your way out of this because there's no logic here. Okay, cool. Because I could science I my know. way into <laughs> anything. So anyway, it's this mad. So Balana is trying to science up and says she needs ten minutes, and Jeremy's like, "We don't have ten minutes, Captain, <laughs> Chief Engineer, or whatever your role is." You're the captain now, damn it! I quit. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> This is on you. <laughs> you got us into this mess <laughs> with your polyvarinite. <laughs> what I wanted was Jacose in me, but no. Now I've got a cyclone. <laughs> so meanwhile, down on the planet, Jacote's in his cave. The lights come on, and we hear the language that we heard on Earth, yeah. like the weird Chimuzi language. So then these people come out. And they also all have the same sort of style tattoo that Chakotay has. Meanwhile, the ship is falling through the cyclone and all of a sudden they start talking in English. Because he handed them a thing that looked like a joy buzzer. A what? A joy buzzer, a hand buzzer. Okay, when you were a kid, did you not get like this thing that you could put on your finger and you go to shake somebody's hand and it gives them like a shock? Oh, yes. That's a joy buzzer. Okay, and that was their version of a universal translator? I'm guessing. Mm, okay, all right, that's fair. Turns out Sky Spirits went to Earth many years ago, like, touched the head of a Neanderthal or some sort who seemed to have respect for the land and nature, and they blossomed all over on the American continents. Until intruders killed them. Until they were ravaged. Okay. By the West, basically, all the Europeans. Damn Europeans! Who bought this disease and no respect for land and life, which they called the inheritors. Yes. Like, they inherited the genes of the sky spirits and or the philosophy, or something like that. It was, it was weird. They did genetic bonding or something with these Neanderthals. It sounds very I invasive. I thought it was very odd. It does, doesn't it? Um, They explained how they went from the cold northern climate to the tropics because they just had some kind of inherent nature obsession of some sort. They wanted to discover things. But yeah, and then colonialism just destroyed it all. As it usually does. Mm -hmm. As it does. Meanwhile, on the bridge, they're still falling. They're only about a kilometre up now, uh, which really isn't that very far. (laughs) No. They're They're into the boundary layer now. Um, they can't give any more until suddenly it stops. And then they were gaining altitude and the cyclone was gone. Oh, creepy. They don't know what's happening. Mm. Janeway doesn't understand the science. Correct. And then down on the planet, we'll get the last scene of this episode. The Sky Spirits will give them some polyferonite, but not all of it. Chakotay wishes that he could see his father again, but he did. And this is where I thought the Sky Spirits were going to like resurrect Colopac yeah. or something. I'm like, come on. That would have been so on. cool. Yeah, give him a little vision quest and he sees his father and they hug something. Nothing. Mm. Bastards. Again, this because they were running out of time. They spent too long on Janeway feeling a bit dry. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> um, so some father things occur. They touch hands. Um, meanwhile, Kespalana and Tuvok are there now with some weapons, and Chikota's like, "Put them away! Put them away! You colonialism!" And he looks so bastards. embarrassed, and he played that very well. Yes, I agree. He was just like, "Just, just, just, just let me have my time with my peaceful, loving nature buddies." And yet, they don't take the polyferonite, nor do they collect their shuttlecraft. <laughs> <laughs> they just leave the shuttlecraft <laughs> they there. They just beam up and it's like, wait a minute, you've you got shit you need to take with you. Come on now. It's like, no, we don't need any of that. 
that's the end of the episode. Right. <laughs> it's your problem. So they used up their energy reserves trying to get out of the cyclone, and they did not take polyferonite with them. Typical Voyager ending. <laughs> Damn it. So that's the end of the episode. I didn't mind the episode, Suzanne. I thought it was all right. I still like the episode. Give me more about Chakotay. And next time, give me the Beltran booty. Is that asking too much? I don't think so. Why don't you just message him on Twitter? <laughs> oh my God, we should totally <laughs> tag him in. And be like, yo, Beltran, this image here that is bound to be our cover art, this is false advertising. <laughs> this ain't Beltran booty. <laughs> Give it to me now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see a restraining order in my future. <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyway, shall we <sighs> say what the results yes, were? Yes, yes, please. I think we had... We've we've had it. We've got zero wrong ways, and we've got two right ways, and we've got three uh-huh. Jane ways. And this is all because she wanted some sex. She needed her boo back. Yep. Mm-hmm. She, she wanted that Beltran booty. She, she got the real Beltran it. booty. She's seen it. <laughs> we have been denied. <laughs> oh, travesty for that. We should just give this episode zero stars, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> It was a bait and switch, damn it. <laughs> oh, clickbait all the way. <laughs> so, yeah, Suzanne, that's that's the end of the episode. Um, next week, I don't know what episode it is. I do. What episode is it? It's Cold Fire. Oh, is it Cold Fire? Yes, yes I love Cold Fire. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. Nothing like, you know, awesome. melting Tuvok's brain to make you happy. Oh, and I just love Kess, man. Like, Kess is like one of those females that I would like go straight for. <laughs> You'd have to fight Neelix for her at this point, though. Mm. I'd just <laughs> take his eye out. He's got no skills. <laughs> poke poke him shell. in his one good lung. <laughs> it's like Kess, Kess's lung. Oh, fuck. Anyway, thank you for tuning in to us. So we really appreciate all of you who listen to us talk about Voyager. And we'd love it if you subscribed and gave us all of the stars and leave us a review. Like yeah. Shannon from what I'm assuming is California. Uh, they've said, I love listening to Suzanne and Liam on this pod. You two crack me up. I'm concerned that we crack you up <laughs> because... <laughs> We're a bit fucked up. Just a bit. Yeah. I continue to say, please kick up the episodes and the laughs. I've listened to your episodes more than once. You're more than fucked up, Ben. So thank you. (laughs) One of us. One of us. (laughs) Please read more fanfic. Oh, God. I do have more fanfic. Would you like me to read it out now, seeing as the... (laughs) They asked so nicely. Oh, let it let us say, if you do not want not safe for work fanfic in your ears right now, please fast forward to the end. Although this is the end, so you could just probably stop listening right now. And I need more wine. So go for it. This is by the same guy, Dan, oh, who Lord. wrote the fanfic about <laughs> Harry <laughs> and Kim. I don't have enough wine for this. <laughs> Kess found Neelix in the galley preparing lunch. Though Kess found Neelix repulsive, she kept him close as she was secretly psychotic and liked to toy with his emotions. <laughs> Neelix looked up as she entered, smiled, and went back to stirring the Leola root broth that everyone on board hated. Neelix was also secretly psychotic and liked to torment the crew however he could. He offered Kess a taste of the broth, and she remarked how similar it tastes to Tom's pre-cum. I have not read this in a while. <laughs> Neelix died a little more inside. I'm, I'm creeped out that Tom's pre-cum tastes like the all over broth. Okay, just a warning. I haven't read this in a while, so I'm going to struggle reading this too. Kess peeled back her top, exposing one of her breasts. She dipped her finger in the broth and rubbed it into her nipple. Neelix shuddered at the sight of the accompanist's nipple erecting. He leaned down and took it in his mouth. Kess held his head down hard against her breast while she plucked out a few of Neelix's whiskers. Neelix whimpered in pain. 
but knew he deserved it because objectively he was the problematic character in the early seasons. Is no one else in the mess hall right now? (laughs) I don't know, I didn't write this. (laughs) Okay, in my head I'm picturing Harry off in a corner, like, trying not to make a sound, but he's so embarrassed. (laughs) Jerking his half penis. After removing enough of Neelix's hair to give the impression, <laughs> oh no! After re- after removing enough of Neelix's hair to give the impression he had maimed, <laughs> Kes threw him back and told him to get back to making his awful food. Oh my god! She d- she dipped her finger in the broth again, rubbed it on her lips, and told Neelix he had to go. She had to go meet Tom for her piloting lesson. Oh god! I feel like I'm going to pass out. <laughs> Kess entered the holodeck and found Tom waiting in a recreation of the cockpit of a Class 2 shuttle. There was a pad sitting on one of the seats, so Kess sat in Tom's lap instead. Tom began the simulation, and the shuttle shook violently. Using her newly found kinetic telekinetic abilities, removed both hers and Tom's pants simultaneously. <laughs> Kess raised up and lowered herself down on Tom's engorged cock. The vibrating of the shuttle reverberated throughout her entire body. Out of the corner of her eye, Kess saw Neelix peeking in through the starboard window, seemingly in the vacuum of space. <laughs> Kess made eye contact with him and began to work the full length of Tom's shaft. Although she couldn't see his hands, she knew ex- what Neelix was working on his oh own nether God. regions. Neelix stepped further away so Kess could see him fully. He was tweaking and pinching at his gonadal teats, each one oozing that special sauce that he looks adds to all of his recipes. <laughs> As Tom drove harder and harder into her, Kes could feel he was getting close. She thrusted back harder, placing her hands on the console to steady herself. She accidentally pressed the wrong button and the simulation abruptly ended. Kes sprawled out, face forward onto the floor, but Tom managed to stand up over her, his seed exploding from the end of his cock and splattered Kes all the way up to her neck. Kes wasn't undergoing the elogium, so she didn't get pregnant. (laughs) Kes got up to her feet and slowly walked up to Neelix. She raised her face to his hand and in one fast movement, ripped out what was left of his whiskers and she came immediately. The end. Oh my god. You alright? Yes. Yeah, did, did Neelix have to go to the doctor after this? I to have don't his know. Follicles, you know, like stimulated to regrow the hair. I just yeah. don't know. Oh my god, he's got mange. Oh, so anyway, the reviewer continues. Thanks. P.S. You can get high tea in California with cucumber sandwiches. <gasps> Thank you very much for your review and to the fanfic Dan provided. <laughs> I've broken Suzanne, and I've probably broken listeners. <laughs> so if anyone stuck around for that, or they were just like, oh my god, no! And Neelix, yeah. <laughs> we had no uh, complaints. At I, least I didn't get any complaints. I did not hear any, but this one involved Neelix, so be mm. prepared. Maybe, yes. But yeah, Suzanne, after that, where can we find you online? Uh, you can occasionally find me on Twitter at KJaneway8. And Liam, where can we find you lurking about? Outside the shuttlecraft, playing with my nether regions. <laughs> no, you can find me on Twitter at LS74656. Just remember to follow us on Twitter at the Jane underscore way and on our Facebook listeners group, The Nexus. Until next time. Please try and stop thinking about Neelix and his nether regions. And remember to keep doing things not the right way, not the wrong way. Do it the Jane way. Doing the Chakotay. Dismiss. Fucking hell. That's a Starfleet expression for get out.
Computer, deactivate Holosuite.